Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. He's back. He never really left. He never really left, but we got confirmation yesterday from our, our good colleague and friend. I consider him a friend. Jerry Dulac oh, reporting that the Steelers will retain Matt Canada, and then that was confirmed again by Burt Lawton later in the mm-hmm. day that, yes, Jerry's report was, in fact, correct. Matt Canada will be you? your offensive coordinator Here next year. And now Steelers Nation is on fire have you seen more outrage from the fan base from the hoi polloi at a decision made by the team in recent memory in recent memory i think the only the only time that compares in recent memory was randy feekner also being reported when before he got let go that second time that he got brought back fans were Yes. Fans were ready to bring the torches and the pitchforks to Heinz Field. But then you, Heinz Field. You got to remember that then Feekner's offense, I mean, it was scoring more points well, than how, Canada's how offense. How crazy is like, that is that everyone was so frustrated with by that offense. They had no idea what was on the no horizon. They had no idea how, like, how much less scoring could actually happen. So I guess you can't even say it's fair to compare the Feekner offense to the Canada offense or the Feekner uh the 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 reunion of Finkner and the Steelers, or the bringing back of Finkner and the Steelers, and and the Canada one that just happened yesterday, because the Canada offense has produced at a lesser level than the Finkner offense. Yeah, no question about that. Now, are you mad? Would you consider yourself mad today because of the decision? Well, what's I'm our, not mad. What's our favorite word? Frustrated on the Steelers. Are stand. you frustrated? I'm a little I'm frustrated, frustrated, and I think that's fair to be. I think frustrated. I'm a little frustrated too, but I'm not outraged, and I don't think that you should just automatically go into 2023 and be like, "Oh, it's gonna suck again." Like he can get better. He he kind of did get better did as get the season better. went on. The the team produced more points. The team turned the ball over can he less. Stop turning the ball right? over, right? And they won more games, right? The defense kind of played constant. Like, yeah, they had some. Some bad moments when they uh, let up, what was it, like a 35-3 to score against Buffalo and something similar to Philadelphia before the bye week. Yes. But other than those games, I mean, they were still a, a good defense down the stretch on both sides of the season. So it was just about how much can the offense do to help out the defense to get some points on the board and, and score more than the opposing offense. And 
You saw when this offense scored more, the, the team won. You brought up the point, the Buffalo and the Philly game, where the offense looked as dreadful as it ever did. Don't you think part of that has to do with, you know, Canada goes through all of training camp, all of preseason, basically Absolutely. thinking Mitch Trubisky's my quarterback. I gotta I'm going to do an offense playbook. around Mitch Trubisky. i got to work my playbook around number 10. But then it changes mm-hmm. after the halftime of the Jets game, and then you have to go to Buffalo the next week, and Kenny's your starting quarterback, and you have six days to prepare against the best team in football at that point. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying 100% I'm on the mic, I'm on the Matt Canada train here, but think about I just don't get the absurd outrage about it. I like, I quit the upset. team. Right. I'm not watching in 2024 or 2023. Why don't they care about us? Don't they understand what we want matters to? It's, it's about us, right. the fans. And it is to an extent, but, I mean, I just don't get the incredibly overzealous outrage about mm-hmm. it. You can be a little outraged. You can want them to go a different direction. That's that's mm-hmm. fine. You're allowed to have that opinion. I, I kind of share that opinion. I, I wish they might have... I wish they would have maybe looked outside of the organization, right. out, maybe get a bigger name maybe a higher pedigree guy but like to act like the end-all be-all for the Steelers not making the playoffs this year is Matt Canada, Canada as offensive coordinator and him being back means they're not going to make the playoffs again next year you're ridiculous you sound I mean, ridiculous doesn't Mark always say on his show you can only blame one person See, right that's all you're allowed to do allowed is to put blamed. the blame on one guy in that year or that guy this year is Matt Canada that's absolutely not the case I mean you know, there's still a lot of other pieces that that fall into play here in order for a team to have success. And Matt Canada, you could say, was one of those pieces that needed to be improved upon, yes. or maybe the play calling in general. Because sure, it's Canada's offense, but Tom has a word gets a word in there when the offense is on the field. Yeah, that's the thing. I, we're not gonna know for sure, but I mean, Tomlin could have been the real person that said, "Let's slow things down on this offense." Mm-hmm. Let's get a little bit more conservative and and protect the football. Try to win low-scoring defensive football games. Tomlin loves winning low-scoring defensive football games. I'm not not saying Tomlin went to Canada and he was like, play bad offense so that we keep games close. But maybe he had, you know, a say in, Matt, maybe we don't go to page 65 in the playbook. Maybe we don't open it up that deep. Let's just, you know, keep it surface level for Kenny, keep things as simple as possible, and really focus on cutting down on turnovers. That's my number one you know, mission for you in the second half of the season, Matt, is to cut down on your offense's turnovers. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that little hypothetical meeting that I just dreamt up in my mind here, if that actually happened or to some degree that actually happened, then that's a success for Matt Canada because they barely turned the ball over at all in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, what, I think there was the Najee Harris fumble against Cleveland. Kenny threw one pick against Kenny the Raiders. Kenny threw one pick. It's there was other balls that I think squirted out onto the ground, but you got them back. So like, right? They took that if that was indeed the marching orders, and it had to be to some extent stop turning the ball over as much. They took that to heart and they ran with it. So there's a lot of improvement when they handed an offense that you can point to, and there's stuff that you can point to and say, hopefully it's a little bit better next year. Another thing that I liked, I know people get so enraged at the jet sweep seems like a college play (laughs) but it started to work a lot more and he started to use it in a lot wiser spots towards the end of the season specifically with connor hayward i think he might have found his guy for those jet sweeps and it's weird because he's not that productive like a pity at quandry henderson a kick return specialist Mm -hmm. and wide receiver running jet Mm -hmm. sweeps the beginning of the year so deontay chase claypool getting those calls connor hayward kind of just takes it and starts rumbling up the field. And you saw against the Raiders a really big first down on that jet sweep handoff to him. 
where he just found the outside lane and took it about 20 yards up the field. But then you also saw against the Browns on a third and one, he gets the handoff, starts stretching to the outside, but then being a big old beefy Connor Hayward tight end says, eh, I'm just going to dip my head dip my head right into the middle here and I'm going to plow forward for a first down. And he did. So right. there were, he there was were... using the jet sweep in a lot smarter ways with a lot uh, better tapped personnel, mm-hmm. I think, in the second half of the season. So I, I just think that, this was his second year as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. His first year with Kenny Pickett as a rookie. I mean, he's dealt with three mm-hmm. starting quarterbacks in the past two years. And I, think I even just, four, because you can go to Mason, who started a game. For the Lions, whenever yeah, right. Ben got COVID. But three starters for the past two years. Three real years, starters. Three guys that were number one on your depth chart. And I, I understand that. You know, you have less patience with a coach as far as, you know, hitting the ground running and, and trying to find their footing in the NFL. But this is going to be his third year, and there's been a lot of moving parts around him. Like, we said that one negative for moving on from an offensive coordinator was, oh, Kenny gets a new guy. Now he's got a second OC in two years. He's got to learn a whole new offensive lingo. He's got to learn all a completely new system in an offseason time. It's basically like you're resetting his rookie clock all over mm-hmm. again. Well, can't you apply that same thing to Matt Canada and say he's only been here for two years, spent a lot of moving parts on mm-hmm. this offense. They had a Hall of Famer his first year. That's mm-hmm. really hard as a first-year OC to coach a 19-year veteran right. at the position Absolutely. who's going to the Hall of Fame and is one of the marquee members of this franchise, would be on my Mount Rushmore of the Steelers franchise. Then, after that, you have a quarterback battle, and you go from Mitch Trubisky as your free agent darling to Kenny Pickett in just four weeks' time. There was a lot of moving parts for Matt Canada. I think it's somewhat fair to give him maybe a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. And Now you have a full offseason where it's like, yeah, we're going to have additions in the offensive line. I'd like to see another receiver come in. But my main crew, mm-hmm. that is there now. I got my right. Pickens You're and Deontay. I got my Nodge and my Warren. You I got, got your my O-line. Pat, and I got my Kenny. You like, got your O-line. You, and you go add to the O-line, yeah, too. Right. So you got it there. Just as Kenny deserves the offseason to watch film, get better, have practice reps, you know, evolve as a quarterback, Canada, I think, deserves the same since he is going to be back. If they mm-hmm. deem that he wasn't supposed to be back, then it's fine with me, though, whoever. <laughs> but since he's back, he deserves the opportunity to break down film, work with Kenny, develop a great rapport with number eight, and then really have a solid offensive production week in and week out in 2023, you know? go from 18 points per game to 24, 25 points per game. It's a huge leap. But if you want to contend, if you want to be a real team, you, you got to start scoring in the mid-20s in the NFL. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You're absolutely right, Tom. In this day and age, to be complacent is one thing, but I don't think that's what the Steelers are doing here. I don't think they are being complacent. Because to be complacent is to accept poor performances or below average performances or even average. And yeah, you can say if you just look at the numbers, 
Kenny's numbers weren't great all year long. And the offense was, in terms of production, yards per game or points per game, they weren't anywhere near the top or anywhere near the top half, really. But that, you're, you have to kind of, to steal a term from Mike Tomlin, you have to kind of grade it on a curve, right? You're not just going to say, well, the stuff that happened at the beginning of the season when you weren't dealing with Kenny Pickett or when Kenny Pickett wasn't in the offense and the offensive line hadn't had time to gel yet and all these different factors are weighted or should be weighted just as heavily as the the growth that you saw down that 7-2 and two stretch. You're telling me that those matter moving forward just as much to this team equally? Absolutely not. And I don't think it's like, back to your word, complacent, and the Steelers just being, you know, complacent with what they have and accepting of what they have. It's it's definitely not like that. It's not no. like, hey, Matt, you know, we're bringing you back next year, and that's it. That You can leave my office and just go watch mm-hmm. film or go talk to Kenny or whatever you need to do, or, hey, maybe take a vacation since it's the first week of the offseason. It was definitely, Matt, you have one year year left on your contract. We're not going to fire you. We're going to bring you back. But, mm-hmm. but... You have to understand that it has to get better. It has to get more explosive. We have to take that next step as an offense next year. It's not like the Steelers just bring them back and they're like, we want the same 2022 Matt Canada in 2023. No, I think that Mike Tomlin is trusting that Matt Canada is going to get better or he believes that Matt Canada is going to improve and is going to be a better OC in 2023. He, I think he will he will be better also in 2023 because, again, look at the projection, right? Look at the progress that was made by the offense. And it's not just Kenny started to play better all of a sudden and Najee started to play better all of a sudden. Those were factors, yes, but as a whole, you can't just say, you can't just cherry pick what you liked about it and ignore what you didn't like and just say, well, they only got better because of these reasons because Kenny stopped throwing turnovers and Najee's foot got better. And Pat Fryingwith and George Pickens got more involved because Chase Claypool left. And the offensive line, you know, was a really solid unit despite what many thought going into the season. No, every piece matters. Some matter more than others. And honestly, Tom, like, you could say because of the play calling, that should weigh a little more heavily on on the the progress that you saw on the offense. Yeah, everything came together as the season progressed, but... If that, if that offensive play calling was really as bad as some people co- consider it to be, then you wouldn't have seen that team go 7-2 and two down the stretch. You wouldn't have seen Kenny throw one interception in those final nine games. You wouldn't have seen George Pickens and Pat Farmouth get more involved even after Chase Claypool left, even after one guy falls down the totem pole or completely off the totem pole, right? Yeah, oh, 110%. Um, and the, the, the key here is, too, is Kenny's going to get better. Exactly. Like that's it's, such a big part of the Dale OC Lally. quarterback marriage. It's so reliant on each other. It's not, j- and and it's more so reliant on the quarterback mm-hmm. than the OC. James Ferrier tweeted at uh, an old colleague of ours. What was his name again? I think it was Adam Crowley. Oh. Crowley, something oh. like that. Tweeted at him today, and he said, "The Steelers are getting better. They're in a good place, and coaches are overrated." A coach once told me that. So. I mean, I'm not saying Matt Canada's overrated. I'm not saying head coaching, offensive coordinating is overrated. But it's the players that cut the paychecks. It's mm-hmm. the players that make the plays out on the field. So Kenny getting better is only going to help Canada as an OC. Once you start to realize your quarterback's better, 
you naturally are going to start to right. do more things play play wise. Dale Lawley brings this up on his show, The Drive, all the time, Tom. And you know what I'm going to talk about. And that's players are allowed to get better. It's not like you enter a season and, you know, the Madden rating comes in and Kenny Pickett's rated at an 82. And, you know, last year he was rated as like a 76 or something. And started this year, he's like an 82, 81, 83. That number just isn't allowed to stay stagnant or stay solid the entire way. That number is going to improve. Like, you saw Najee Harris heal from his foot injury. You saw him then run better as a result. You saw the offensive line with every game they played together. They played better. Kenny Pickett, down the line, yes, he had two games with three interceptions uh, at a time or at a piece, but then down a, a nine-game stretch, he had one interception. You're allowed to improve. And guess what Matt Canada couldn't do last year on January 19th? He couldn't sit down, have a bagel, and a cup of coffee with Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. and talk about things. Because right. Kenny Pickett wasn't here until April, the mm-hmm. end of April. Kenny Pickett wasn't the starting quarterback until the third week, fourth week of the season in 2022. Now Matt Canada, you know, you call Kenny whenever you want. Hey, let's go down to the south side. Let's grab a cup of coffee, maybe a sandwich. Let's talk some things out. Let's go back to the facility and break down what we talked about on the film that we have for the year. Like, he now has a full, full offseason to work with this kid. Uh, it's the first opportunity he's ever had to have a full mm-hmm. offseason, really, to work with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. First offseason when he came in, you know, there was the decision of him to be promoted offensive coordinator. And then you're dealing with Ben, and that's a very difficult spot to be in because of who Ben is. He's, he's more accomplished than you will ever be as far as running an offense is concerned. I, I hate to say that about you, Matt Canada, but it's just facts. He, he knows more about running an NFL offense. I, I firmly believe that. Then, the next year, like I said, you don't sign Mitch until free agency starts in March, and then you don't get Kenny until the end of April in the draft. So you're operating with Haskins and Rudolph in your quarterback room from January when you got eliminated till March when Mitch comes in. Mm-hmm. Like he He finally has a chance to know who his quarterback is, know who the integral pieces of his offense mm-hmm. are, and have a full-on offseason to work towards making it better. And I, I just trust that it will be a little bit better at the very least next year. Maybe not good enough for him to get a new contract. Like Maybe it's not good enough that at the end of 2023 they decide, here's another three-year extension for you, Matt. Maybe they do part ways then. But I, I really find it hard to believe that it will be a worse offense in 2023 than it was in 2022. I I can't either. I can't find a way that this offense is going to regress unless they face ridiculous amounts of injuries and completely unexpected regression from multiple players. I mean, you got to talk about like three or four guys that take a huge step back and not just one or two, but three or four and not just a small step back, but a huge step back. All of that collectively for this offense to go in the opposite direction of how it finished or how it was going toward the finish line of this past season. Yeah, no no, no question. Um, one thing other than Kenny that I want to see him improve upon, though, is recognize who your number one receiver is mm-hmm. and start tailoring the offense towards Pickens. Start tailoring more routes for Pickens. Get that route tree you know, more expanded for George Pickens this year. Use him over the middle of the field. I saw a great clip of Tomlin uh, mic'd up coaching up players on the sideline uh, against the Raiders in the Franco Harris game. 
going on up to Pickens and just talking about he was like, Where's that yards after catch, son? Like, where's that been? Like, why why hasn't that been happening? And then Pickens had a little yard after catch play and you cut back to Tomlin on the side and he's like, That's coaching right there. I wanna see more yak from Pickens. I wanna see more ball in his hands in the open field because I don't think he's A B, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't think he's going to juke five defenders out of their yeah, shoes. Sure. But I think he's big enough and fast enough to make one guy miss, to make two guys miss in the open field and turn a 10-yard catch into a 35-yard gain. I, I, I want more than just go ball sideline. You have to not only fight off a defensive back, but you got to make sure you're not out of bounds either. Mm-hmm. I want to see him more in the middle of the field. I, I want to see him targeted 9, 10 times a game. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what he warrants in the 2023 season. And, you know, everybody out there, this is going to sound like a tangent, but stay with me. I hate the topic of Jordan Addison being drafted by the Steelers. I think it's unrealistic, first mm-hmm. of all. I think they have many more needs in the first round than a wide receiver. They do need a wide receiver three, don't get me wrong, but not in the first round with your first two picks. This whole, well, gives Kenny that guy. You know, he has a great relationship with Addison. Mm-hmm. He needs that guy, that connection. Guys, <laughs> he has that connection. Right. It's Mr. George it's right Pickens. there. Mm-hmm. You according saw it firsthand this season. According to Pro Football Focus, quarterbacks with a minimum of 50 attempts towards a wide receiver, Kenny Pickett had the highest quarterback rating of anyone targeting George Pickens, like a 98.6 QBR when he targeted George Pickens. That's the guy. He's Kenny's guy. I don't want to hear about, oh, him and Addison had a great job at Pitt together. They, they did wonderful things. That's great, and I loved it, and I'll remember it for the rest of my life as a Pitt fan, winning that ACC title together. But now it's Pickett and Pickens. He's the guy. He's the next 10 years of your one-two punch quarterback wide receiver. And I really hope Canada starts to treat him that way with the way he designs and schemes his offense. Yeah, I I, I see exactly where you're trying to go with that. And moving forward, you just kind of have to say to yourself, there was a time here at the tail end of Ben's career where you weren't sure where wide receiver was going to come from. Was it going to be Deontay? Was it going to be Chase Claypool? When James Washington was drafted, people were saying, well, he's actually good enough to be a wide receiver one. You were just flirting with so many different guys that could take that role. And you remember week after week, Tom, we were saying to ourselves, none of them are stepping up and taking it. I mean, they all have the t- they all have a specific prototype or, or a niche that they fall in that could lead to being a wide receiver one for a team. But none of them week after week would would take on wide receiver one kind of roles, and with Deontay and the and then this year when you get the receiving core whittled down to just really Deontay versus George Pickens, George Pickens it, it's kind of a no brainer. He's got to become that number one guy for for Kenny Pickett. And as you mentioned, it didn't seem like there was a better connection down the stretch than Kenny Pickett to George Pickens, and that's not just. Sure, the numbers suggest league-wide that that was the best connection, but just watching the games on Sundays, you saw how much how, how easy it was for Kenny to just kind of lob the ball down in George's direction, and George being the freak athlete he was, he was going to go up and catch that ball. Now, I think that moving forward, you're going to have to really say to yourselves, this is it, right? There's no more dancing around it. Even though Deontay just got his big contract and he was kind of flirting with being a wide receiver one and Pat Farmuth is on his way to being a top five or maybe even top three tight end in the league, George Pickens, it would be such, I feel like, and I, again, I'm not trying to to diminish anything that Deontay and, and Pat have accomplished, but it, I, to me it would be such a waste of talent 
to not have George Pickens as your wide receiver one. Have him be the featured guy. And I think Deontay becomes better as a wide receiver too. Yeah. I, I just like that. I like that switching of roles between mm-hmm. those two. I and I think that it, it could really do Deontay some good to maybe take some pressure off of his plate this season. I mean, gots gets that big contract. He is wide receiver one. The money confirms that. The contract confirms that. And you break the record for most receptions without scoring a touchdown in a season. I bet he felt a lot of pressure going into this season to perform. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I bet he feels even more pressure now. Yeah, because for next he season. felt pressure. He wants to prove it that it was that he wants to prove that twenty twenty two was the fluke and not the new normal. He felt the pressure because he he got the contract. He he bet on himself, and the Steelers said, "You know what? We recognize the talent. We want to give you what you feel like you deserve." And he felt pressure from that, and he underperformed. Now it's to the point where he's got the money, but if he doesn't, if 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 what you said, Tom, isn't true, if twenty twenty two isn't the fluke, then that could be the last contract he gets. Well, from the Steelers, without question, but the last contract con- of that nature that he gets. Oh yeah, sure. right, 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 right. And again, I just think you know. Maybe- so he really has to prove. That it was a fluke. And if Pickens, but that means the pressure was on, I think, double from what it was at the beginning of this past season. And Pickens becomes that wide receiver one. Say he's snatching eight catches a game. He's averaging like 85 yards per game. He has a touchdown every three games or something like that or even better than that. All the attention is going to start to go towards him. And Deontay is going to have a lot of man-on-man, one-on-one coverage. and Which we the, know he can get out of. elite mm-hmm. at route running. That's still the one thing that you look at and say he's one of the best in the league at that is he gets open on one-on-one coverage, on man coverage, better than most. And if you can you know, take away the double teams that he's seen, take away the bracketed coverage against him, the zone against him because Pickens is too much of a monster, whew, I think Deontay could have a really strong year next year as a number two wide receiver. And I think you would have a very, very formidable one-two punch between Pickens oh, yeah. and Deontay, oh, one, yeah. that, one that you could – Stack up, not as a waddle in a hill, but it's, it's gonna not get that up far there. behind it. No, it's, it's gonna not get that up far there. off of it. I mean, let's just have one receiver get a thousand yards next year. Let's start All with right. the baby steps there. But mm-hmm. I would, I would love to, no question. In terms and you of can the throw potential, in that, that category yeah, too right. as one of the two potentially. In terms of the combined potential, right? Not like individually, but what that receiver core can do together. If it reaches that potential, it, it has the ability to be a. a a respected top ten duo in this in this league. Yes, a hundred percent. I one last thing I want to see him utilize more with that offense before we wrap up that one two punch at that running back spot. Mm-hmm. I, not, right. I mean, you start saw... feeling that flow a little bit more. Really, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. start when know when to hit that change of pace button. Know when to say, you know what? Let's go with Warren on this drive. Let's go with Warren on this run. I think that the Steelers have found their one-two punch in the backfield. I think Najee only gets better with a Robin like Jalen Warren. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing, or one of the things down the stretch with the offense that I was the most impressed with was Mm -hmm. how they were running the football with those two guys. So Mm -hmm. definitely continue to hit the right notes as far as it comes Mm -hmm. to your running back room. Um, So there's a lot of stuff that he needs to do and he needs to improve upon, but I'm not upset that he's getting the chance. I think that's a great way to wrap it up. All right. 
You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, and Alexa is going to take care of the rest. I bet you thought there weren't going to be any power rankings this week because it's the divisional round of the playoffs. You thought wrong. I thought you wrong. You thought wrong. I was surprised when you told me that this morning when power we came in. Power rankings coming up next. We're going to rank not just the eight teams remaining. It's a full top ten and a full JDQ MTC. Oh, so it is. I got some up, spice baby. in my spice, JDQ MTC. Some spice. That's on the way next. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman. You're listening to the Steelers Standard. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 